Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. And I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of Location Indie. And you may have noticed there was no timer in this episode, Trav. Yes, that's because once a month, we're going to be rolling out a very special bonus episode for you where we're highlighting one of our Location Indie members and their story of how they became location independent. We're going to be doing that today. So let's get into it. So I'm so excited to welcome this month's Location Indie Member of the Month, the Implementer. (laughs) Elizabeth Smith. <laughs> How you doing, Elizabeth? I'm doing well. Thank you, Jason. How are you? I'm good. And congratulations. And you got a new website up, I think, virtualelizabeth.com. Is Correct. that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I love the copy on there. We're going to get into that later. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, I went on your LinkedIn profile, in, your, in the copy on your website, in mm. all the stuff you talk about, you call yourself the implementer. And I thought it was a cool superhero name for a virtual assistant. (laughs) How did you end up with that? Um, The first training that I took for becoming a virtual assistant was um, the Online Biz Skills by Danielle Greeson. Yeah. And she uses the word implementer all the time in um, her training. And being a virtual service provider and a... um, implementing the um, marketing steps necessary for other people to execute their strategies. And it's very much doing all the different tasks instead of this great big overarching strategic thing. And I really liked that. If you go to virtualelizabeth.com and you go to her about page, you're going to see some outstanding copy (laughs) that just explains exactly what you do. And it's kind of like by the end of the page, you're like, all right, I need this woman's help. (laughs) Excellent. Send me a message. Um, So yeah. So I wanted to give you... (laughs) Exactly. So I wanted to give you kudos on that. Uh, Before we get into some of the business stuff, because I do want to get into some tips and some things you've learned over the last year in your journey and 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 since being in Location India and everything. uh, You were in the Peace Corps... I don't think I knew that or we got to talk about that at Den X. When was that and where were you? I was in the Peace Corps from 2005 to 2007. Okay. Um, I was a member of Group 67 in the Jamaican Peace Corps um, group. I was, um, technically I was in the education uh, field, in the education sector. I really had no education background. Um, and I was one of three small business, like consultant people, um, that there used to be a small business sector. Um, it was disbanded and we were integrated into there. I had no small business training or experience or background. Um, so yeah, it was a weird, it was weird. (laughs) It was was experience over two years. I mean, what did you... How did it change your life? It really put me out of my comfort zone in terms of doing things that I didn't know how to do. I was assigned to the Treasure Beach Women's Group, um, which was a woman-run 
organization. They were a community group. Um, in order to fund their community work, they had a building, brand spanking new building that had been built by my predecessor. Um, that is what she had done her second year of her Peace Corps service because the previous building had been destroyed in a hurricane. Um, and my job, because the physical infrastructure of the building was already there, my job was to build the human infrastructure or rebuild the human infrastructure of the group because before the hurricane, the group had been tight-knit they were, um, a lot of them were already friends from the community. They were older women. Um, some had gone to the U.S. or to Canada or to the U.K., come back, um, and were living out their retirement in their hometown. Yeah. Um, and my job was, after the hurricane, everything basically fell apart. They had no home to meet in for a year. Um, so I was to rebuild the human infrastructure of the group as well as work in the craft shop aspect. They had a craft shop. They were supposed to be making crafts. Most of them actually weren't. Um, but that was to fund all of the group's activities that they did for the community. So. Got it. So yeah. uh, you, I know... Then you were teaching English in Korea. I'm not sure how long after the Peace Corps, uh, the stint in the Peace Corps. Mm. Was that the next thing you did? Spend five years in Korea? Is that right? After Jamaica, I came back to the U.S. I did grad school. Okay. Um, after grad school, I was, um, I was in someone's car driving to the graduation ceremony to graduate. And I asked the person next to me, what are you doing after you graduate? And she said, I'm going to teach English in South Korea. And I went, hmm, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so it was roughly nine months of um, applying to jobs, not, um, not being accepted to any of them wondering why I was going to be doing and in the back of my head I always had this teach English in Korea like thought that eventually grew and grew and grew so I did that four or five years um 2010 to 2015. Isn't it funny how uh, just the fact that you were in the car with that person <laughs> and, mm. they, and they mentioned you know what I mean I mean sometimes you it's hard to know those moments when they're happening and recognize them. But then when you look back later and, you know, you never know somebody's just because you're paired up with somebody like that and you end up in the car with them or their offhand remark can uh, really change your life in a totally different direction. It's, uh, it's endlessly fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you had that experience. We could probably talk about just the Peace Corps and your experience teaching English in Korea for at least three hours, but we're going to have to get into uh, some of the location-independent business stuff here. Um, I'm just wondering, as you, you came back, because I read in, in some of your bio that it seemed like there was a realization at some point that you weren't going to be able to sort of take a traditional job. Was there a struggle there for you internally? It was more like I 
I had a look early on at what an office job and an office life was. And unconsciously, it was something that I didn't want. So I did a very good, um, perhaps not entirely deliberate, but very good job of avoiding that. Right. And one of the things when I went to Korea, I thought, oh, I would be teaching in a classroom, I'd be very active, and I'd be up and moving around all the time because I had been having desk jobs before then. Right. And I was sitting six to eight hours a day. Um, and teaching is very active, but there's also a whole lot of downtime and you're sitting at a desk. So I figured... Um, I knew I wanted to travel. I knew I liked it. I knew I'd want to con continue to do it. At least I wanted to have a say in where that desk was going to be right. and whether I was sitting at it or whether I was standing at it or whether I was laying down at it. Right. So. <laughs> Especially the laying down at it part. That's always nice. Okay. So were you starting with a blank slate in terms of you wanted to start a business, but then trying to figure out, okay, what, what is that business going to be? What am I going to offer? And, and these are the steps that you know, we have in the Launchpad, and, and, which is the course in Location Indie, and some of the other stuff we've teached throughout different workshops. This whole idea of first you know, having the ability to just get the clarity and, and pick the idea, and then figuring out what that offer is going to look like, and then actually getting clients. So I wanted to start from the beginning. How did you personally get clarity around what it is that you were going to do in your case, being a virtual assistant and offering the services that you do? Know yourself really well. <laughs> when I was in Korea, I, I don't know, I was on someone's website and he had a website challenge. You were supposed to start a website and do certain things on the website and then you'd be entered in a competition to win something. I don't remember what the competition was. I don't remember who offered it. But I um, bought a domain, I got WordPress, I did hosting, all those things, and I set it up, and I went, I don't want to blog. I don't want to talk about my personal life online, which is not the entirety of blogging, but it's basically where blogging got started. It was personal journaling. Um, and I realized then that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want that exposure of my personal life on a public scene. Right. So when it came time to find a LI job or an LI career, um, somehow I stumbled upon the Paradise Pack last year, summer 2017, um, bought it. And one of the things that was in there was a condensed version of the online biz skills by Danielle Greeson. And her approach to it of, you don't have to be um, the face in front of the camera for the business. You can be behind the scenes. You can be the person um, doing the behind the scenes for the Zoom meetings or doing behind the scenes for the posting for the blog or for the social media or for all these different aspects of the business that are all equally important and equally need to get done. But it's not, um, 
no one knows who's doing it, essentially, except for the business owner. And that really appealed to me because, um, precisely because it was that back-end operation for someone else. Yeah, I love uh, the advice. I mean, you, you said it so nicely right in the beginning, just know yourself. And I think going through the website challenge and having that whole experience, sometimes you know, to get to those things you have to learn about yourself, you have to do things to, to learn about the things you don't like or don't feel comfortable with as well. And I truly believe that there's so many different types of businesses and location independent, um, whether it's remote jobs, working for other people or starting your own thing. Um, th- there's so many different roles that are needed that I really believe that you can find something that's, that fits your personality type. And for you, this is perfect because you can be that, you know, the wizard of Oz, like the one behind the curtain, <laughs> making things happen. And, um, and, you know, providing a valuable service and doing so. Um, Okay, so you locked in on the VA thing, and I love that you just picked this one thing and ran with it. Um, did you have a good feeling about that right away? How did you, how did you get to the point where you were ready to put out an offer and and dial in what your services were going to be? Because this is, and this this whole process, I think, can I mean, we're talking about you from the beginning of your business to where you're at now, but this can go for any business owner who's ready to do a new idea, right? Because you get all these ideas and sometimes you can get the shiny object syndrome. I was just having it yesterday during a conversation uh, with my mastermind group. I was like, I want to do this. I got this idea, this idea, this idea. And my buddy's like, hold on a minute. Um, and I really just have to think, okay, like what are the ideas that fit in with what I'm doing right now with my personality, with the things I'm going to enjoy doing? Because ultimately, it's not the end destination because you also want to, you want to enjoy the work and the process of what it is that you're doing. So at least I do. So how did you figure out how to price things and what exactly you were going to offer? In terms of what I was going to offer, the training that I had done was marketing implementation training. Um, It was new software. It was new, um, many new things to learn. There was a very steep learning curve. There's still a steep learning curve. Making blog posts, doing graphics, scheduling social media, all of those things were the training that I had had. And those were the services that I started offering that I still offer. In terms of pricing, it's a really an excellent question. (laughs) When I have an excellent answer for you, I'll be certain to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I have been exposed to many different um, philosophies around pricing. Yeah. And the one that um, resonates with me the most is price what your price what you're comfortable with, and then just slightly more than that. Hmm. So if a price feels good to you, go with that and then add just a tiny bit more on top of it. You mentioned the training, which I think is great that you you got training on this specific thing. And and one of the big blocks for somebody starting a new project or a new idea can be, I don't feel like I'm an expert enough to offer this, right? Whatever that next new thing is. Uh, 
Did you struggle with that at all when, I mean, you had this training, but that doesn't necessarily mean you felt totally competent with all the services you were offering. Did you feel a hundred percent like, yeah, I totally got all these or were you kind of like, Hey, I'm just going to throw these out there. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out as I go. Definitely the second one. <laughs> I just bring it up because I think that's everybody. I think, I think that's a good place to be because you can't ever really know everything. I think some people can get stuck in that because they're, they're afraid to just put the offer out and actually take on a client and say they're going to do this, somebody that's going to pay you because you're like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm good enough at getting paid to do this. How did you get past that? Doing it, finding different ways to do it. Right. Um, my first, how I got my first um, and third clients um, one of the Facebook groups that I'm on offers a $50 Friday thread. And it's any service that you can provide for $50. And I had put a service out there for blog posts, um, five blog posts, not written, but after it was written, everything else done for you. Okay. Um, the formatting, the uploading, adding the picture. Formatting, uploading, um, image sourcing, um, SEO, fine-tuning the um, copy editing, um, all of those things, and scheduled yeah. to publish for the person. Um, had heard crickets on that, and I had had a uh, discussion with someone. I had given her some feedback in another group, and she offered to have a Zoom call with me to give um, so I could run my profile page by her and get feedback from her in return. Yeah. yeah. And I forget the exact word that she used, but it was something like um, make, basically make an offer that um, was ridiculous or can't be refused. I forget her exact phrasing, but make an irresistible offer. That was it. Make an irresistible offer. Um, so I thought, okay, what could possibly be irresistible? I have no idea. She had no idea. So I put up an offer. I had actually really nice copy. I enjoyed writing the copy. It had lots of emojis and everything in there. <laughs> um, saying, I will be your VA on these four skill sets for 30 days. And that's how I got my first client. And that, was, and, and that was for 50 bucks? Yes. That thread? Okay. Yeah, yes. that's a pretty irresistible <laughs> yes. offer. But that turned into a long-term client for you. It turned into a client. Um, I worked roughly for... Um, I had a month's work from him and then the project was put on hold. Yeah. So. Got it. So... Let's talk about the, the first handful of clients because that, that was an interesting story. I like the idea of the irresistible offer. And that, that can be tough in the beginning because you want to come flying out of the gates, charging premium prices and all that stuff. But especially with a service like that. at least like wage prices. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, know what you got though too because uh, Brianna, who Casey and I were just talking about, who's actually done a virtual assistant, who's done a workshop in LI, she did something similar to you where she said she was going to do somebody's social media, I think, for 
free for a month or something. And then once they started working with her, they were like, well, we need to keep doing this because I'm not going to do this again. You're doing a great job. So that is a model that I've heard work for other people as well. Yeah, it's going to be a personal choice and that's always tough. But I think anything you do, there's going to be a point where you're doing things quote unquote for free, if you want to call it that, um, which it can be a tough thing for people to get used to, I think, in the beginning. But obviously, that's worked out for you, at least for, for this particular story. What are some other ways you got those first clients? Because that's always a big question for people. And if you have any specific strategies, you mentioned the Facebook groups. Um, if there's anything specific you were doing to get your business off the ground, would love for you to share those things. Mm, Facebook groups have been a big part of it going in, um, taking advantage of service threads, either um, offer threads like the one I mentioned earlier, or just posting your information and posting what you do um, on a thread that's available in a group. Going in and finding um, people who have questions and people who have problems. Like, oh, I'm really having difficulty with MailChimp. How do you do this and this? And then reply to that and go, here's what you do. You know, go here, click this, check this, do that. And then let me know if that worked or not. But being helpful to other people, not trying to sell your services, not going, oh, I do this for a living, just being helpful to people who need it. And at what point did you let them know, by the way, I also do this stuff for a living? Um, if, if we start a conversation, if we start a dialogue, then I go more in depth and go, oh, by the way, um, I did something s- similar to this for a client the other day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like That's that idea. You're kind of, you're seeding it, right? Mm-hmm. You're letting people know, okay, this is something that I do, but you're not right out just saying, (laughs) hey, buy my services. What types of Facebook groups are you hanging out in that this has worked for your specific industry as a virtual assistant, as an implementer? Um, Like specific names of groups? Um, I mean, it can be names, but it could also just be general, um, you know, what, what is the theme of the group? What type of group is it? I mean, you have all kinds of Facebook groups for different interests. So are you hanging on digital nomad groups? Are you hanging out in, you know, animal conservation Facebook groups? Cause that's your passion. Like, I'm not sure what. Thus far it's been a lot of business groups. I have branched out into digital nomad or ally groups because that's um, the type of person and type of niche that I want to focus in on. What is usually discussed there isn't necessarily like I want to throw my computer against the wall because WordPress won't work right. Right. So it's more travel hacking, um, recommendations on places to go, things like that. So the business groups, it's been, um, you know, questions that I can answer because they're asking those kinds of questions. Yeah, cool. I love that uh, you've kind of dialed in the niche. You're, you just kind of identified the fact that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm into this location-independent travel lifestyle, digital nomads. 
why don't I just serve those people? And you know, they're all, you know, a lot of them are business owners, of course. And I, I just, this is one thing I love about lifestyle business is that you can just really intentionally design the business around the type of people you want to work with, the type of people you want to be around. I mean, look at us. We get to sit here and show up and hang out. We get to do these in-person events together and, and you just meet everybody and they're into travel and they're into this whole thing and you can hit it off right away as you experienced in Denver um, because this is all of our jam, right? And when we started this community, we felt the same way. You're like, well, let's, why don't we just start something where we can like get our peeps together, you know? So on a day-to-day basis, just getting to interact with clients that either you know doing things that you care about or they're just people that are like-minded that you can get along with. I mean, it makes a huge difference in your day-to-day work life, I think. Do you agree? Most definitely. Tell me about uh, how the community has helped. and Because I, I know you mentioned in some of your... I think it was in your bio or the, the, uh, the survey that your mastermind group was a big part of this as well. Can you talk about how being in a mastermind group has helped you? Having a group of people that you meet regularly who know what you're going through, people that support you, people that you can complain to, um, and knowing that you always have them to um, go to for support is completely invaluable, completely priceless. Did you hook up with your mastermind group when you first got into location indie or was it a little bit further along or when did, when did that form? I joined last summer and I actually did go through wow week then, but I was traveling at the time and my internet was absolutely horrible. Um, I remember sitting in the public library in Missoula, Montana, trying to get on a zoom call and not um, using video because there were so many people in the library all on the internet at the same time that the, com- that the connection just kept crapping out. Yeah. So um, I did it again this past January, and that's where I met um, my current mastermind group. And so they that- are fabulous, fabulous people. Nice. So that was... Last summer, you mean like almost a year and a half ago from the time of this recording, right? Mm-hmm. And this uh, January, almost a year. At that time, did you have anything going on with your business? How long did it take for you to start a business and start earning a living wage, shall we say? I launched the business last December. And I had my first clients in January. So, and the training was three, four months, maybe before then. Okay. The stuff you mentioned before about the Peace Corps, getting you comfortable with getting out of your comfortable comfort zone. Do you think uh, looking back now, building that muscle has helped you in the world of entrepreneurship? Yes, because what I learned from the Peace Corps and from teaching in Korea is that first you are entirely uncomfortable, out of your element, don't know what you're doing. But then you learn slowly what the ropes are 
you learn who the people are, you learn what the procedures are, or you make them up because they don't exist and they need to. Um, and, you know, my first year of teaching, I sucked as a teacher. I mean, really, my classroom management was non-existent. Um, my lesson plans were horrible. But by the start of my fifth year, I was at the biggest school I'd ever been at. I was teaching over a thousand students. Um, I knew what to do. I knew how to do it. I knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to take crap from the students. And sometimes you kind of have to take crap from the students. Yeah. <laughs> so knowing that, um, I know that regardless of how uncomfortable things are now, and how um, uncomfortable I feel at times, that that will get better. I've noticed it from the beginning of the year, from that first discovery call with that first client through to now, and I know that it's going to continue to improve in the future. Just two more questions. What is, in your opinion, the number one mistake that you've made in your location-independent business that you would give advice on avoiding for people? <laughs> I would have started sooner. I don't recall when I first heard the term VA. Um, it may have been when I first joined LI and I first um, saw people that identified as virtual assistants. Yeah. Um, but start sooner because I get an idea into my head and then it, you know, sits in the back of my head for months or years at a time. I was talking about the Peace Corps in high school and I didn't do it until after I finished my undergraduate. So starting sooner, taking the first step sooner, working towards it, life happens, but keep working towards it and just acting sooner. I love that. And that's something we've heard frequently here. And so that's a good theme. I love that. <laughs> what about something that's worked really well for you in your business that might be something that other people could apply to theirs as well? Being comfortable reaching out, being comfortable being yourself in front of other people. Because not everyone is, it's, that's not easy for everyone to do. Yeah. Um, and follow-up. Always, always, always do follow-up and do it multiple times. And even with, if nothing comes of it, then it's still a good practice. With potential clients. And I would add something that you said earlier, which is just being helpful to people. That's certainly something that people appreciate. And if worse comes to worse, even if they don't turn out to be a client, you've still helped somebody right? <laughs> That's not a bad thing. So uh, thank you for coming on and doing this and congratulations. And I, I so appreciate your presence in the community. You're always in there helping people in the Mighty Networks and our social networks. And uh, it was so great to get to meet you in Denver at our meetup. And of course, if anybody wants to find you online and get some help virtualelizabeth.com. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you want to share? Just um, thank you. I am honored and flattered to be here. 
And thank you to my mastermind group. Oh, shout out to the mastermind group. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. We, uh, we really appreciate you and congrats. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on our very special monthly bonus episode where we highlight a Location Indie member and their story. If you're interested in joining Location Indie and learning more about what goes on in our community, check us out at locationindie.com. You can hop on the newsletter and be the first to know when the community opens up again. We'll chat with you soon. See you next time. Peace.